This is the Run Beyond Podcast, and today we have a really special guest joining Jason and I, um, one of my favorite heroes in our sport. Uh, this is Rafal. He's the founder of Spring Energy. He's a great friend and an avid trail runner. He just got finished up with uh, the Pikes Peak just a few days ago, Pikes Peak Marathon. Uh, Rafal joins us in San Francisco. Uh, Rafal, we're here to hear your story about spring, about uh, your adventures in business with, with um, you know, in the trail running market, and then, you know, now expanding and growing into all kinds of different areas with different products and uh, with, a, you know, I, I call it a revolutionary um, product that we have in endurance athletics. And so I'm really happy to hear what, how, and, uh, and, and, and the, the story behind spring. Uh, you know, I've, I've gotten parts of it. I'm a spring athlete myself and a, a, an apostle of the brand. Uh, but it's, it's great to, to have you on our show and to kind of really dissect some of the stuff that you have done um, for the, the trail running community and for the endurance uh, community as well. So welcome, Rafal. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, especially that I'm one of the first year guests. Uh, so I, I really uh, appreciate it having me. I think it says a lot about how far we've come in this sport that that eating real food is a revolutionary product and idea. <laughs> yeah, you would think that free basic stuff, yeah. <laughs> we should just eat food and it, it should be obvious, but if it hasn't uh, been for a, uh, for a while, I guess. So the, the revolution is, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's funny that we're going back to basics and uh, it seems to be something special. It should be the first thing everybody would do. Right. Right. So part of your story, Rafal, is that you, as you were getting into ultra running, you you experienced a lot of GI distress from the foods that you were eating, mostly maltodextrin-based sugar products, gels, blocks, even most of the drinks on the market then and today are maltodextrin based. What, what was it like to like, you're looking around the landscape and you basically can't find a real food product. What was that? What was that experience like for you trying to kind of figure out what to do next? Yeah. So I would say that, uh, my curves became my blessing. I, I have just horrible stomach. I, I probably have one of the worst possible stomachs. So I get I get sick uh, pretty frequently, just uh, on daily basis if I don't eat uh, the right stuff. And and it, it can be just anything. It's I, it's just super sensitive. And you can then imagine when you start running, it gets even worse. And and it's with everything from from physical kind of uh, particles. So if I don't chew correctly or, you know, if there's any, I figure out even that uh, some of the preservatives so make my stomach very, very uh, tender. And, and I experienced this during the races. And yeah, I have, you know, some stories about that as well, where I would take just simple 
electrolytes and I would start puking and then later figure out that the only thing which was probably what was different from what I I've done before was that there were some preservatives and I could feel it right away. I'll drink and just five minutes later I felt sick. <clears throat> and I yeah so so I'm the rare example of uh, somebody who has super sensitive stomach. So and when when yeah I was doing the trail I mean the road marathons I I just couldn't figure it out and I followed more experienced people who would tell me that you know you need to eat uh, those gels and you'll do well and and I I didn't give much thought uh, not enough really uh, considering my my background I, I should be more critical probably right at the beginning but I kept trying just doing whatever they were doing and if they were successful I would think you know they, they got it right but I, I just couldn't I whenever I got to the third gel I would start puking and I have never had a good race so I in training I could uh, perform pretty well and you know my my training would indicate that I would have a good race and then during the race when you have to actually push hard and eat a lot then uh, I wouldn't perform really well and and this start uh, you know it, it, it made me think what that there's something wrong with this approach and I started digging into it and, and figure out what is the problem and and I, I, I there's not much science you need to kind of put the pieces together uh, the whole puzzle because uh, you know that's why probably people didn't they didn't didn't get it right uh, uh, while making uh, sports nutrition products they they, they have pieces of biochemistry and bioenergetics, but there's missing the, the nutrition part, which is also always the most uh, challenging, I would say, that uh, our physiology of our GI system is, is fairly complex and and it's not easy to, uh, to investigate. So uh, that's why probably, you know, uh, there was nothing uh, on the market, which would address uh, all of those uh, those problems, I guess. So yeah, it was a, a, a rough uh, uh, trip for me to, to get to the point <laughs> where I figure out that uh, actually eating food, uh, obvious thing, was was the best solution. Yeah, and then <clears throat> so at the beginning it was. Uh, a, trial kind of uh, trying to figure out uh, what would work what wouldn't and when I, I started uh, I started with potatoes you wouldn't believe <laughs> and I was making those uh, potato gels for myself for, for a while and yeah yeah I guess it's how it... Rafal I remember you know um, back in the 90s uh, I, I lived in Portland, Oregon, and I was a um, I was actually a, a rollerblader. And I remember an event where the Goo Girls came out, mm -hmm. and uh, you know this is when they just got started. And they came out and they're wearing short little spandex shorts, and uh, came around. It, it had these funny, silly packets of slime, 
And I, I my, you know, first reaction, and I think most anybody is like, oh, this is kind of gross and weird. And what is this? And, you know, fast forward to, uh, you know, after running a college division one collegiate program and then getting into marathon kind of semi-professionally, you know, the, the mm-hmm. idea that you had to take these slimy gels, you know, was just kind of scary. And, you know, the only the only variety that I could first muster, and I'm the opposite of you, I have a stomach that is very strong. Um, I don't have any GI issues almost ever. And I remember, you know, trying to try some of these goos and the different fake flavors that they had just did not sit with me. And also while doing, you know, a, a hard, you know, marathon, you know, running five minutes, some miles, and, you know, I, I started with that a vanilla bean was the easiest one that I could muster to put into my stomach. And that's the only one I could use. And I think it's, you know, it's, it's classic that something profoundly, you know, a great solution oftentimes is nothing super complicated. It's, it's more something obvious, you know, and then, you know, moving further, you know, down the road from that, you know, I got into ultra running and I heard about people, you know, eating potatoes and rice balls and, and, you know, having a sandwich and stuff in these ultras and that gels were kind of like, you know, it was, there wasn't, everybody wasn't taking gels. It was kind of a mixed bag back, you know, 10 years ago, even 15 years ago. And, um, you know, to, to see how it's gone now and what spring has done, you know, I've gone through all kinds of shit, you know, as my personal experience, you know, trying to, to eat, you know, 20, 30 of these, you know, shitty maltodextrin, you know, goose or cliffs or whatever. And the, 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 the blocks that I couldn't chew up and, and, and run fast with and uh, to see, you know, the solution now. And, and, you know, I tried to even do liquid beverages where, you know, I did Vitargo, a fractionalized barley, you know, so it could absorb faster. And then just, you know, the, the, the simple solution of having something that's like spring, you know, just, it's amazing how I didn't like think of that, or I didn't think that that was a solution or, you know, there's people that had baby food. I remember there was a phase where people would have like, you know, a five ounce and it was like a hundred calories and it was just too much, you know, it was just too much to eat and it wasn't calorie dense enough. And so, I mean, that solution was kind of a thing you know, when I started, uh, you know, back in 2010 and stuff, but there just wasn't something that was concentrated enough that you didn't have to eat, you know, fill up your stomach, you know, with applesauce or something and uh, still fuel yourself. And so, you know, people just had that were slow enough to be able to eat a sandwich, you know, could sometimes get away with that. And then there was people that, you know, like myself that, you know, would just say, hey, uh, I've got a gut goo bomb and I've got to puke and restart over and then get back onto the gels. And that was the solution. So it's it's amazing yeah. how that it, it is still, Yeah, for, for a lot of people, they, they think that this is this is the part of the fun that you run, you puke and, you know, that you just deal with it. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad that's not the case. I had years of GI distress, but it wasn't puke. I would get basically diarrhea and it would last for days after a race. And it got to the point where, and I, I was just eating cliff blocks and drinking water and that was it. 
And I, and like for a while I tried eating lots of Pepto-Bismol at the same time. And then that wouldn't really help. I got to the point where I thought about just giving up competitive running altogether. I was like, uh, this is not worth it. This is incredibly painful and unpleasant. And then somebody recommended that I just try eating real food. And I was like, oh, that's a really novel idea. Yeah. And so they're obviously, so this, let's say this was probably 2009 or 10. And I'm like, there's, there isn't a real food. Like there's just real food out there. There's not, not like any kind of product for sports nutrition. So I was like, I'll get a bag of nuts and I don't know, some fruit and maybe like a sandwich or something, epic bars. But then I'm like trying to chew up nuts or like huge meat bars and almost choking to death on like chunks of beef. And, uh, and so it's great, you know, it took, but it took until, I mean, it's only been recently that we got, we have real food, sports nutrition products on the market and it's been i'm just so excited for it all so how did how did it go from potatoes to where we are now rafal uh well so the so potatoes were quite challenging so i would get up like three hours before a race and would uh cook potatoes mash them and then mix them with uh um, peanut butter. Then I would put them in in little uh, bags, seal them, <clears throat> and then you know would go for a run. But this would require quite a lot of work <laughs> before, and you couldn't do it uh, like the day before; it would go bad. Or if you put potatoes in uh, in the fridge, they also kind of change the, their uh, taste and priorities so the water separates up nice and so they're not good so you need to be it needs to be done freshly so this was just a solution for for me to deal with uh, stomach problems but uh and then and i started sharing this with some of my friends and they thought it was brilliant which again it was, it was pretty funny I was like this is kind of obvious <laughs> what but uh, there was more and more people, you know, telling me, Manny, you should start uh, making a product uh, out of what you're doing. They said it was tasty. And one of my uh, friends, you know, he, he said, like, I, I haven't, so I, I had no clue how to make a product. I, I was a scientist sitting 12 hours in the lab and not into business at all it was not something what i wanted to do but it it kind of got my attention at some point that maybe you know maybe it would be something what would help more people than me there's for sure more than you know one uh so which have the same problems so i started thinking a little bit about it and then you know then when I met uh, my my current partner in business, uh, uh, Adam. He he got so excited about it that I, I can say that it's thanks to him because he had so much belief in it. When I told him the whole story, he he's not a runner. He's not an athlete. Has nothing to do with the sport. But when he, he heard the story, and it's like this is no brainer. This this is this is a business which will be very successful. 
So he he pushed uh, really hard, and you know he started the company, all the administrative work because I I, I don't believe uh, and I didn't want to deal even with that. And so once we started, then you know the next step was uh, trying to figure out what you know how we could make a product out of it. So <clears throat> we uh, I contacted. Uh, some people at the University of Tennessee, which uh, were doing uh, food technology, and they they said that you know basically if you want to make this what you have right now uh, a product, then it will cost you roughly a million dollars. So I said, okay, that, that's not kind of right now on, on our agenda. <laughs> it's impossible. <clears throat> so we we try to uh, contact some co-packers and see how this could work and there was no way anybody would make it, you know, with our budget uh, of a few hundred dollars. So then, you know, so then I was trying to figure out what, what, how we could replace those potatoes with other uh, uh, products, which could be uh, preserved without uh, preservatives. And the first thing was that, you know, there, there needs to be some fruit for sure in, in it. And, and this was just, this was then you know the, just trying to figure out science and those elements. What what kind of nutrients we would need to have? What uh, how we can preserve them? What what about the flavor and all together? So I came up with the idea of rice replacing potatoes with rice, so as a source of carbs, uh, one for the other, and then adding other uh, components. Uh, and the, the, the initial flavor was uh, the long haul, which is uh, peanut butter flavor. So this was the first one which, which we made. So. And then, yeah, and then there's one, once we got the, the formula with, uh, with those people helping us, us with, uh, with the, you know, the technology and creating a, a, a stable product, uh, and then it was easy. Yeah. yeah. You you also, you know, one thing that I like that I think tastes good and then also I think brings a balance for my stomach is, you know, you use uh, coconut oil in a number of the the products. Um, you know, my favorite is Canterbury mm -hmm. and it's just that smoothness and then also not just being fruit that I and, and, and carbs yeah. that I feel like kind of makes it more sustainable for my stomach for a longer period of time. Um, what, why, why is that, Rafal? Tell me, tell me why this works so well for me. Yeah. I, I'm a big believer in, uh, in having uh, variety, if you would, in any sense. It, it, it just helps. It, it makes sense always that if you mix stuff, it, you will end up really well. And, and so if you look at... Uh, physiology, biochemistry, uh, everything will tell you that, that, that this, this should be the solution. It, you, we shouldn't do just a single thing. You shouldn't do like only starch because if you look at the pathways, how, you know, how it's, how it's digested, how it's absorbed from your stomach and your guts and how it's transported and what it does in the cell, that the, the whole story it just tells you that that's not enough. You need to add something else because at some point you will overwhelm the system and you will start performing well. 
And so it applies to all the parts. If you look at the stomach, adding fats actually, it's, it's good for uh, stomach physiology. It stimulates the uh, digestive system to work. It's right away when you get fats in your stomach, there's a, it's a strong signal and which informs your body that there's food in your stomach. So it actually helps to process this food. It, like, it helps to move food throughout the digestive system. And then there's another part, which is uh, just the, the biochemistry in cells also. So if you overwhelm just one uh, metabolic system with glucose, then you're exhausted and uh, that's, you have limited uh, capacity here. But if you start eating fats, then you use completely different uh, metabolic pathways. and. They help each other. Actually, there's this old saying that uh, fat is burned in the uh, in the fuel of carbs, which was taught by my biochemistry professor. And so it just tells you that uh, it works all everything works together with each other. So all this so those ingredients. So it's good to have both to have uh, um, my mitochondria working properly. You need to have both components. You have the fat component, and you have a, the carb component, which are burned together. So, the, so it just makes sense to add some, some sort of fats. And if you look at coconut oil specifically, I think it, it, it is, maybe it's not the perfect solution, but I think it's the best natural solution. So those uh, middle chain fatty acids, they, they are uh, fairly special because they, they're absorbed uh, in a different way than the long chain fatty acids. So the shorter fatty acids are uh, very quickly absorbed from the from stomach and they get to the blood, passing by all the complex uh, uh, physiology of uh, long fatty acids uh, absorption. So they get quickly to the bloodstream. Then uh, the, the whole metabolism all of short fatty acids is also different. They get quickly to, to mitochondria. They don't need whole mechanism, a mechanism which is uh, uh, typical for long chain fatty acids. They, they get faster to mitochondria and they burn. They are burned very quickly in mitochondria. So th this is the advantage of, uh, of having those shorter fatty acids versus longer fatty acids. There's, there are some voices that, you know, maybe they're not best, but I still think that for uh, for the purpose for endurance, that's uh, the best what we can do. Right now. It follow my experience, uh, and also with with a lot of athletes that I've I've coached and, and been around. You know, the the solution almost you know goes from people trying gels and realizing they just can't do just straight gels to moving towards a um, a drink mix mm -hmm. like um, you know Tailwind or uh, for me you know back in the day um, Vitargo and finding that, you know, in these longer ultras that I needed something else, I kind of got uh, tipped off to the fact that, you know, you need some fat in there to, it's not, you know, it, and people would just automatically say, Oh, you can't absorb fat enough, you know, quickly enough to make it, uh, you know, beneficial in the, the race, you know, this is back, uh, you know, in, 2008, 10, 12, like, you know, with Dave Mackey and, and Carl Meltzer, you know, giving me wisdom about this, you know, with mm -hmm. kind of just almost trial and error opposed to, you know, some of the explanation that you just told us about the short and long chain, you know, fatty acids. 
And it would just get to a point where, like you said, it exhausted the system. And, you know, my experience and a lot of athletes that, you know, I hear say, I use tailwind for a hundred mile. And that was the only thing. And it's like, you know, at some point when you do that, you know, the system, the body is just like, ah, enough, you know, we need, it, 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 it's, yeah. it's, it's too out of balance, out of whack. It's not sustainable. And, you know, at, so I try to throw in solutions like Jason just, you know, mentioned a while back, you know, doing some Epic bars or some peanut butter or something like that, but it just didn't sit well. You know, I couldn't take it in. I, I felt like it was hurting my stomach. It did hurt my stomach. And so like this, this uh, solution that, that you have with the coconut oil was really, you know, not only did I get that nasty maltodextrin goo bomb or exhaust uh, myself from using a, a powdered, simple, just sugar uh, to then having that coconut oil in there, you know, since then, you know, that whole problem has, has alleviated itself and have seen so much both um, with myself and then with lots of coaching clients. And then, you know, at most people that, you know, try spring, I find that they get this balance in this, this, this sweet spot, you know, not to say that, you know, you can't have stomach distress, uh, you know, it's still, you know, no matter what you put in your stomach and you go run in really hot weather and climb mountains at high altitude, shit's going to go wrong. <laughs> but uh, the common pitfalls that were just so predictably likely have completely alleviated for so many of the people that I've coached for myself, for people that, you know, I've heard Jason talk about. And, and it's just, it's a real blessing and it's a real game changer. And I, I yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> to piggyback on that, Rafal, I imagine it also helps to be metabolically flexible so you can access you know, multiple energy yeah. pathways at one time too, right? Like if mm -hmm. generally from a nutrition strategy outside of what you're, what you're doing when you're running to, to keep, you know, to eat real food <laughs> on a day-to-day -day basis so that your body is used to fueling on fat and fueling on glycogen. It makes it easier to use a product that, that leverages um, both fuel sources. Yeah. I, I, I think, you know, I always taught this at school that, uh, that the, the, this is the best approach to, to nutrition, that where you, you mix and it, it should be, the, the main idea behind, behind your whole diet, be, behind everything, what do you do? That, that going into one direction is always a bad idea in general. If, if you look at the prescription perspective of toxicology, for example, and you, you can imagine it goes down to simple, simple things that like buying even supposedly good stuff from one source. Like if you go to to the same uh, source of your veggies all the time. Yeah, you go to the same store, you buy the same stuff, the same variety all the time. So imagine if if it was polluted or it was some farmer was using wrong stuff. So you get exposed to the same stuff over and over again. So so I remember this is a professor, toxicology professor, who taught us like. Think about that only like it's, a, it's from good perspective and the wrong perspective. If you if you mix up stuff, you have less chances that you will hurt yourself. 
and there's a better chance that you get everything what you what do you need so so it goes both ways it, it once you know shit hits the fan it's one thing but also from the the perspective of getting everything what what do you need if you you need uh, all the uh, micro elements. If you mix up stuff, then there's a chance that you will finally get it. Like if you eat only certain foods, then, then it's much more challenging. So the diet, uh, which is uh, composed of much bigger variety of uh, products, is, is just better. Uh, and it applies to everything in nutrition. That the, Having mixed uh, mixed bag of ingredients will will serve you better than just hitting one you know single. Uh, it may work for a short time, but it, it's probably not going to work for for longest stuff. So, for example, for ultras, it, it's that's becoming so critical that we need to mix stuff. And and it, as you said, Jason, that uh, it's not guaranteed that if you eat spring or real food you won't get in trouble you still it's a yeah. it's a fine final tuned mechanism and and water is is critical and you, you, everybody needs to figure out for for themselves uh, and it takes a while to, to figure out how much water you need yeah and i think it's the, the biggest problem actually that people i mean it's it's, it's constantly changing uh, you have different temperatures uh, uh, the yeah, amount of food you're getting, it's, it's just hard to figure out how much water you need uh, to dilute all of that. And, yeah, do, would you agree with that? I would, yeah. I think water is up there with sugar as the major contributor to DI, just GI distress with athletes, right? You, if you don't have enough water, you, can, you won't support gut motility. That's the first thing the body seems to abandon in the forced rank priority of, of water use. Um, yeah and then the salt is also another uh yeah so there are only three components i would say which kind of are important during uh during races salt water and and glucose so if you overload your system with glucose and salt you don't get enough water then it's uh then you're getting your setting yourself for for failure it's just uh yeah, it, it comes from physiology and dilution of, of salt and, and glucose. It, it needs to be just in the perfect spot to, to work. There's something related to this that you all talk about with spring energy that I think um, is an area where you've turned convention on its head. So you say, and I love this, eating real food alleviates our need to train our stomachs because they're already yeah. well adept at eating real food, right? And um, yeah. we've talked so much about, oh, you know, you, you need to spend long runs with our athletes and our community one-on-one -on -one relationships. We always talk about that. You need to get out and, and go for these long runs and test out your nutrition strategy and make sure your stomach can handle all the, the food that you're eating. And I mean, that should have a long time ago been a moment for us all to pause and say, what the fuck are we doing that we have to like train our stomachs to handle what we're putting in it? Like that just yeah. already seems suspect, but I guess it was just where we were. Right. Um, yeah. But it, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, so you see, there's, there's some science which would, uh, I think we are slowly getting to the point where, where we understand it. 
correctly, but there was some science which would indicate that maybe you need to train your stomach. And there's an element which you can train. So it's a carb absorption. Yeah, the, the, the amount of uh, glucose transporters changes. And some people were trying to push the idea that it changes when you train with carbs, which I believe is incorrect. You, you change regardless of training. You don't need to run with carbs to have higher expression of uh, glucose transporters. Just switching from low carb diet to high carb diet will increase the number of transporters. And there's some poorly designed research which shows that if you train with the uh, carbs will increase, uh, this will increase the number of glucose transporters, but the controls that they use are horrible. It's, it's not well designed science, just simply. If you compare a group which eats uh, carbs versus people who don't eat carbs, then obviously you will see the increase of glucose transporters. But if you would have a control group, which would have increased carbs uh, intake during the day, and then a group which would eat just during the training, there will, I bet there will be no difference because there is no uh, biochemical justification for that for me. It just doesn't make sense. So it, it makes sense that you can change the, the expression when you, you, you switch diet from mixed to highly loaded with carbs. But, so yeah, so but and then the, the rest is kind of obvious. Yeah, right. you don't need to train your stomach. It already knows what to do. If you, if you treat it well, then it will respond well to what you do. Yeah, and so again, what I hear you saying is your day-to-day -day nutritional paradigm is really sufficient to get you through what you're doing and and training. And I, I think yeah. fasted running seems to be something that can help if you're looking for better better fat adaptation or fat fueling, uh, but that doesn't require yeah, you necessarily to yeah. eat anything while you're training. The yeah, I think the, the, it's a it's a good uh, it's a good concept uh, to kind of to to, to introduce uh, flexibility to your to your system. So people who tend to overdo carbs, they they have uh, obvious problems with uh, digesting uh, fats, and so there's there's research research showing actually you know this shift. The people who start eating fat, they are fat adapted, but it doesn't mean that uh, overdoing is a good thing because then you lose completely the other pathway because the, the expression of uh, glucose transporters goes fades away with time. So then you're losing your ability to, to process carbs quickly and you don't want to do that as well. So I think mixing some trainings uh, uh, where you, you know you, you run with no fuel, long runs, doing this kind of stuff, it's, it's really good, but you shouldn't overdo it, I, I believe. It's, it should be a nice balance. And so if your body are, is familiar with kind of both systems, this will, will probably help, uh, help you perform in different situations. So you will be able to absorb carbs, but if, if there's a shortage of carbs, you will use still fat. So. I think the, the flexibility, having a flexibility is, is, is just better. And and also if you look at the results of people who just go pure uh, fat are not better than those uh, who, who have this flexibility. So I think 
there's no proof for now uh, for you know justification for doing one or the other. I think it should be just having the flexible uh, uh, body and you know those metabolic systems would be the best. That's my my opinion. I know that you, Jason, you you do this kind of. Yeah, you know, I I you know, I eat lower carb, but I mean, you know, right here I have a nice big juicy peach from Colorado. Um you know, I I don't do a lot of processed foods and I I have found that you're exactly right. You know, mm -hmm. I can still do well with carbs. I eat carbs at at certain times of the day. Um, you know, and I feel that in in race and uh, you know, hard workouts, you know, the, the carb is is king um, for for uh, you know performance. But my ability to be fat adapted and be able to use that as a fuel source um, for that long, you know, aerobic activity that I'm doing in ultra running is is super advantageous. And you know, going from a diet when I mm -hmm. used to be <clears throat> really really carb heavy, and I didn't have as much fat. Um, in my life and I didn't, you know, kind of strategically, you know, make my diet proportionally, um, you know, balanced in what I find that works for me now is I was had a lot of up and down spikes. And I found that both in race and then in life, you know, as soon as my carbs ran out, my fat burning abilities weren't that great. And I wasn't adding a lot of fat into my diet. And I therefore would just kind of crash quickly. But now, you know, I can, I can be a lot more uh, even keeled and have those dips be a little bit more smoothed out. And this is just my experience. And, and, uh, you know, mm -hmm. I use only spring for, uh, my fueling in, in races. And, you know, I use the, I use the, um, you know, the, 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 the long haul or the, uh, you know, geez, why am I forgetting the, the, my favorite gel, uh, sorry, the, um, uh, uh, speed nut. Yeah. Speed nuts. Jeez, man. I eat them like every single week. Um, but you know, you know, I don't do just speed nuts. <laughs> You know, I, I do speed nuts one every three gels or something, you know, having that higher fat content. But, yeah. uh, you know, the, the awesome sauce is, you know, what I use for my super hard workouts. Um, you know, when I'm having my focused speed session each week, you know, that's that's what I eat on my warm up. You know, so it's it's a balance for me. I'm, you know, lower carb and I found that that balance is, is really, really good for my body and my system and being able to take advantage of both of those systems like you're, you're talking about. And, you know, it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a long, long, it's, you know, it's been 20 years, my, you know, of, of running to finally figure that out for, for myself. And, uh, yeah, it is really beneficial to have a product like spring that has both of those and then, you know, to match my diet better. Uh, both in the, the run and then also in life. Yeah, I guess the, the everybody needs to figure out for for themselves uh, and see what what works best. And there's there's some flexibility probably in uh, every organism, but it's, it might be limited. I know that some of our athletes have problems uh, switching to kind of pushing a little bit more fat and they need to stay low on carbs and they tend to kind of burn, you know, more, more carbs and 
whenever they try to push a little bit fat, more fats, they have some difficulties. So I guess there's still this element that you just need to figure out it and slowly work it out mm-hmm. for yourself. Yeah, it's a slow transition, right? Um, yeah. I when, when I got to the end of my, my high-carb days, and like I started running again in 2002, and I was mostly running on the road, running marathons, and it was like pasta dinners and all carbs yeah. all the way. I, that was the culture. By yeah. the time I made the switch to a paleo diet, I got to the point where I was like having honey in my coffee every day or sugar of some kind, and I could drink like a bowl of coffee with a couple of tablespoons of honey and then be like, I need a nap. <laughs> and I think I had, I had, I had reached the level of, of like insulin resistance and or blood sugar dysregulation that my body just didn't even know what to do anymore. It was just like completely overwhelmed and I would crash like instantly off the consumption of, of sugar, especially concentrated sugar. And, and it took me a couple of years really to, to make the transition. And I, and I, I did what a lot of people do probably as I was first was like, I'm just going to try the keto diet out. <laughs> and, uh, that's like and a really stark contrast. Yeah. 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 So it, it always works. Like, I guess in this way, it's like people go from extreme to extreme, yeah. but probably the, the best solution is somewhere in between as well, always. And, yeah. You know, like the, the the saying that all fruits are good, you know, it 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 is true to, to to some extent. But yeah, I, I think that you will find probably uh, a sweet spot somewhere closer in in between. Like fat diet is great, but it's uh, it has also some its limitations and 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 danger spots where you can go really wrong if if you do it for a long time. And I think. You know, our blessing as humans is that uh, we can do wrong stuff for for a long time before it will kick us back. And yeah. then we, we are just convinced, like, yeah, I'm doing well. You know, I've been doing this diet for one year. I am well. And then at some point, something goes wrong. And because it takes, you know, from, from the experience that they work with uh, uh, people on their diets, it looks like it takes over a year to, to figure out that something is wrong. If you, if you exclude something from your diet, you will do pretty well for a long, long time until it, it goes uh, south. So uh, I think, it, yeah, the, we're going back to the same point. That basically, yeah. <laughs> if you, if you just meet stuff, it's... I think it's human nature to, you know, a few different things here. Want results automatically. And then another thing with human nature, too, is to kind of like feel like you belong to a, a, a religion or a club. And so rather that's the, the club of, yeah. you know, vegan or club of paleo or, you know, plant based. There's there's clubs and, and, and oftentimes, you know, that gets people. Yeah, it just gets people yeah. stuck and it's it's and it's it's difficult. And, and like you said, the body is very adaptable and takes can do so much under all kinds of different situations and to really figure out what is ideal for your body takes some patience and and also some like open-mindedness that uh, a lot of times people don't want to to you know go through and and they just you know just want instant result and belong to this club and and make it work 
And it's not attractive if you say, you know, what kind of diet you're doing. Just regular diet, I eat everything. How attractive is it? How, you know, who will buy a book? Yeah. You know, what do you eat? Everything, just everything in, uh, in, in a proper, you know, balance and amounts which are recommended. <laughs> How attractive it is. Yeah. It's, that's not a selling story. <laughs> but if you say, if you eat just this thing, you will be cured. That's easier. You, everybody will try to figure, you know, figure out for themselves, like, oh, maybe this will help my problems. If I will just eat those cherry tomatoes, <laughs> it, it will heal me. And yeah, <laughs> Rafal, I total, totally direction change here. But this, this is maybe a little bit self-inspired uh, question here that it's just interesting to me, you know, having run with Spring for many years now, uh, you know, how the whole process mm -hmm. works with the, the fruit and the ingredients and bringing them in and making the, the uh, you know, the product. I, I found that, you know, my favorite gels are, you know, the Speed Nut, the Canterbury, um, and, uh, you know, the, uh, the Wolf Pack. And I find that I don't like the hill aid and the the power rush as much and i think maybe and tell me what you think about this that it's difficult is it difficult to get mangoes that are ripe or you know plums that are sweet and juicy right at the right time you know kind of like the avocado or something like the window is pretty damn small and to make this you know consistent product that you send out <laughs> to all these running stores around the country and the world now you know, to get that, you know, like mango. Oh, no, let, let's wait till tomorrow. You know, is that just doesn't seem to be available. And I think that sometimes because it's real food, there is that variability. And as we all know, kind of strawberries or, or, or something like that is maybe a little bit more consistent with the flavor based on, you know, it's, it's ripeness or something like that, that is, is, is that true? Uh, like, you know, is that a, is that an issue? Is that a challenge? Um, you know, with the Hill aid and the, uh, uh, power rush. Yeah, so we 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 at the beginning, I can tell you, it was my nightmare. So I spent uh, just hours and hours and days trying to figure out how to make it consistent. So you know, getting at the beginning maybe it was easier, like with the two flavors, long haul and 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 power rush, because we were getting the same plums, and plums are pretty consistent, I would say. Later on, we changed the the source of plums, which I think it's much better, but still. Uh, but if you look at just our basic ingredients, are bananas, so you never eat the same tasting banana. It's like every day it will you will the same if you eat add the same banana one day and the next day will, yes. the sweetness will be different so trying to figure it out it is so challenging so i i, I went to extent to, to to figure out if we could measure you know the the uh the texture uh then if there's a way to measure maybe quickly uh, sugar level in in those fruits and you know adjust the production so i kind of you know i mean there are there are simple ways to do it but and and i was trying to figure out if we can actually somehow react to those changes and and make it taste every time the same 
until you know obvious somebody said like why you're trying that that's that's stupid it just it's not powder product which will be taste will taste ex exactly the same every day when you make it just go with that it, you know it's real food it, it's supposed to taste different and it's like yeah that's that's actually <laughs> that's much smarter you know to just just go along and um uh, and it changes and it, it will change and you may you may not like it uh, but i i think i think it would it, it's just it would be stupid to try to, to to you know to make it not to normalize it somehow and make it taste the same it's just like to to apples taste different the our gels are a little bit different every day and we do we do taste every single batch and see if it, if there's you know if it's not completely off um and try to react if, if something changes but the water content is different in every single fruit and and so the rice is the, the most consistent part it's easy to figure out but the rest is uh, is constantly changing and it, it will taste differently and we may run out of uh, bananas uh, currently available and soon we may have completely different bananas they they're about to extinct probably with the, all the disease uh, uh you know uh traveling uh, farmers who so my our products may completely change uh, the taste in the future as well if you, you will need to reuse different type of bananas so. but i think it's fine I, I, I people start understanding and first reaction was very aggressive and we had a lot of hate emails at the beginning they said hey oh, last time i tried the, the helate and a helate is super sensitive like you said a mango mango is just tastes so differently if, if it's uh if it's collected too early and yeah so it, it's super hard to, to get it the same the same time so it will the helate tastes so much different every day <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh, no point. when you get yeah. the mangoes that are just yeah. absolutely perfect sweet you'll have to send me that gel specifically i want to taste the variation that's <laughs> so good i, I think yeah. you know it's it's a it's a classic kind of you know american kind of instant gratification, consistency. We expect everything at the, you know, the drop of the hat and to be exactly what we want and expect. And I think, you know, you can almost turn it around. I would, I would hope or think that this is real. This is, this is real food. This is what you should expect. And, you know, almost, I, I wish we could champion that fact and be like, Hey, dumbass, you know, this is real food. This is variability. Just like when you go and try to get a good mango, you don't always get the good mango. It's not always available, you know, like, so I, I yeah. yeah, if you wait one, one, one day, you know, too long, it, it, yeah. it tastes horrible. It, it tastes perfect one day, the next day, it's just, yeah. well, it yeah. was too to late. see the beauty in that. Sometimes it just with some, a lot of consumers, it's difficult, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, we, we are used to, to this kind of thinking, you know, you want to have the same, like, you know, the, the, the thinking of, uh, of, of the whole industry, the food industry, is what it provides. So it's hard to step outside and think, well, I may yeah. have some variety and, you know, that makes it be to our advantage. You will never get bored yeah. of the, the flavor. Yeah. Maybe. You know, I've got one more question, Rafal. You know, I've, 
you know, as I've been with Spring for a number of years now, you know, I oftentimes think and see the reaction of other people that try Spring and have that kind of revolutionary eye-opening experience for real food fueling and, and endurance athletics. And I oftentimes think, why, I mean, why is Spring not just like, you know, completely crushed Cliff and Goo already? Why are they out of business or, or make them, you know, have to adjust or change? And, you know, like, you know, just the simple idea that I would never give Felix, my son, you know, a kid, you know, uh, some kind of cliff goo if he was hungry. I would just be like, oh, you, yeah, you know, you don't want that. And, you know, to the point now that when I travel, you know, I use spring and I, I Felix loves these gels and it's just such a natural product. And it seems like such a great solution. Is there difficulty in growing the brand? Um, uh, and and it, it, it seems like it should be exploding. And it seems like almost like when I experienced Hoka or Ultra, when they, you know, they were both revolutionary brands um, and people were just going fanatic about it. And it was almost like a cult, you know, following for, you know, Foot Shape, Zero Drop or Max Cushion. But both of those brands, um, you know, doing a little history lesson, both of those brands basically almost flopped, even though everybody that tried it was like, oh, my God, look at this. This is such a great you know, concept and solution. You know, is that a transition that is, um, you know, difficult for spring? And, 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 and how, how is that experience? Well, I think, you know, that at the beginning, we, we, we experienced a lot of pushback. So people were not ready for, for this kind of product. And we, we've heard uh, even from, from other uh, brand uh, creators, they would say, why don't we make it more sweet? You know, they, because the rough, we had the, this rough start uh, for one and two years. They, uh, and you know, people were reacting and it's funny because they're the same people who are not the biggest, the biggest fans. So like there's, I could show you this, the, the story in Arizona where manager would say that it, he, he, he said that it tastes like shit. Like it tastes so horrible. When we call him, we, we send samples. He said, it tastes horrible. It tastes like vomit. He, he was like super mean to us and, you know, it was a quite crushing experience to to uh, to have this feedback at the beginning when you start the business, yeah. and so people were absolutely not ready for it, and and it seems like we we passed this moment. So now the same store is uh, is selling Spring, and when you call them, they will say that this is one of the best sellers in their store, and we hear this story over and over that in a lot of stores we are actually uh, doing better and better and becoming uh, one of the best selling uh, nutrition brands. So I, I, I think people kind of uh, got to the point where they understand now uh, that, that, that uh, real food is it's a, it's the best solution. Of course, there will be always a group of people who love uh, it's like with art, yeah. the, the mainstream is not the best. Uh, and I, I don't have any aspiration to, to crush all the brands on the market. Uh, I think the market is big enough and we, we, 
we can all do well and we can have our you know share in the market and then we'll do well we'll be happy we'll you know uh we'll have a successful business and so yeah they, it's it's not my goal to completely erase that event <laughs> and i don't think we'll do it and it's even impossible uh and yeah i i think uh, we're doing pretty well we're gr constantly growing since, since the beginning and uh we're building new facilities and so i'm just happy with what we have right now going on and and if you will continue doing what we're doing, I think it will be all good and we'll have uh, more products helping other, you know, more and more athletes. And, and there will be always somebody who will like Goo and that's fine. We have Goo employees buying our stuff, they send us emails and it seems like maybe there's actually this, this balance where uh, you can do both if you, if you don't want to go all the way with uh, Spring. You, you can still do both and see the value in both uh, approaches. You're a good man. You're a good man, Rafal. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it's an interesting question because you're you are like you pointed out. You're fighting one thing as taste expectations and oh yeah. The, 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 at the beginning, yeah, this was uh, absolutely it was checking for people. Yeah. We've heard like it tastes like. Uh, uh, the best was uh, the orange juice after I uh, uh, I cleaned my teeth, you know, <laughs> like after the toothpaste. So after People the can toothpaste, say such horrible things. Whole, it was about healing. It, it tastes like orange juice with a toothpaste. Okay. Uh, so we, we, we're getting this kind of thing. See? Yeah, I mean, people are not ready. They, they, they we're not ready for that. They, they were expecting, you know, when you take a gel, it's supposed to be sweet and it's overwhelmingly sweet. It's supposed to be sticky. You know, that their expectations for, and it's it's hard to change people's you know mind. Uh, and 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 so at the beginning we had this this problem: how we are calling our product. You know, what is it supposed to be called? Is it supposed to be called energy gel? Then they, you you throw them into this thinking that this is supposed to taste this way, mm -hmm. and it's supposed to do this and this. It's supposed to give you a sharp spike of energy when you take it. So you know, yeah, that that's that's another aspect of yeah. uh, dealing with the product. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so you're not you're not just fighting taste expectations, but you're upending long-held conventions, right? One of them that you just mentioned is the energy spike. So you, it's real food. It's a low glycemic carbohydrate sources or sugar sources. So you don't have, you have a more levelized energy curve over time. Um, and then, but you're also upending this, this convention or so it seems uh, about absorption. And so I think there was a story told for a long time, as I remember the narrative from the early two thousands that you have these products that are that are just processed down to a gel, a pack of sugar, and that will deliver optimal absorption. But I, what you're showing is that those products don't support optimal absorption. They're actually pretty disruptive to the stomach's absorption process, which is a major contribution to GI distress. And so, so I just wanted to hear how, because I think this is a really important point to hear how spring energy helps support optimal absorption and how that's different from what we see in, 
and the current products on the market? Yeah, thanks. So, you know, this idea of feeding, uh, feeding our bodies with the, what is uh, directly burned in cells, this was uh, uh, completely uh, the concept which was, was missing the point. Like the, the chemists who took uh, cell biology uh, and wanted to apply to nutrition, basically. So in the 80s, you know, there was this revolutionary thought that, oh, okay, so our cells are using uh, glucose. We should eat glucose. This is the, the best what we can do for it. And it completely ignores uh, what's going on, on in, in the whole body. So if you look at the cell, yeah, you're burning glucose, but uh, there's other stuff going on which you, you can't ignore completely. And there's physiology, GI uh, tract physiology, which you can't ignore. And you won't force your body to do what you think it's supposed to do. So the fact that you, your muscle cell is using uh, just pure glucose doesn't mean that uh, uh, we'll go along with this idea. Yeah? So uh, we, we talked about glucose transporters and all this stuff, and so, but also the whole uh, physiology of stomach, what happens when you eat uh, carbs, what, what's going on, and this, this is very important. So if, if you have low... Uh, um, low glycemic index uh, carbs, they, they release glucose much slower than anything else. So you kind of uh, slowly deliver, deliver glucose, which can be faster absorbed. And so you don't create this uh, high concentration of glucose in your stomach. Uh, this is the major problem for, for GI distress. If you, if you dump huge amount of glucose and uh, there's not enough water you could drink just to, to absorb it because you, you have uh, this uh, hypertonic solution uh, and then you effectively actually dehydrate your body because your body absorbs, I mean, takes water out from your, your system to dilute it in your stomach. And then another problem appears, which is expanding volume of your stomach, which especially when you're moving, there are uh, mechanoreceptors which can sense how much volume you have in your stomach. So if you drink enough even to absorb this much of glucose, then there will be another problem with, with, uh, with the volume. And this cre uh, creates uh, you know, both vomiting and, and diarrhea. So it's just impossible to, to kind of nail it down uh, if, if you do just pure glucose. So that's... That's how it is. Yeah. <laughs> Just how Great it is, explanation. <laughs> Thank you, Rafal. That's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, so low glycemic carbohydrate, like even if you're not getting your energy from spring energy, you're, you have some other real food alternative or you're on some kind of drink, that the low glycemic carbohydrate is the key to optimal absorption and levelized energy. Yeah. So, you know, I, what I encourage all the, our athletes uh, to do is read, read the ingredients. And, uh, and I would encourage everybody because, you know, there's a lot of marketing going on always and you may fall for it and and you see you know product which is this is the revolutionary gel with this 
technology which does this and that but if you just flip the product and read the ingredients it's it's just glucose frequently or some sort of uh, dextrin which they also try to play with it and you know they they unfortunately are successful with with pulling people so if they call uh dextrins in a little bit different way you can find always a chemical new chemical chemical name for for a sugar uh you know so people don't realize they they frequently not only pay six bucks for glucose but uh they because they're full they didn't know you know how to balance their diet if they knew that they're you know taking this much glucose they're supposed to mix it with some something else there's a chance that they will be more successful with the nutrition plan. So I think this is, uh, you guys can hear this? Yeah. Yeah, there's some noise. Somebody's cleaning the backyard. So yeah, so it's the, it's important to know what are you eating. So you need to get familiar with all the products you're you're taking in. So if, if you're, it's fine to, to to some point to take some glucose and maybe some dextrins even. But the the there's a limit you you can you can accept it. So uh, if you knew exactly what you're eating, then uh, you can compose a better mix for you. So and we always encourage people to eat real food at aid stations. I, I think this is the best approach. And I don't believe, you know, eating the 24 hours uh, just spring uh, is, is the best idea. I think you should, if you have a chance to, to mix some uh, real food into it, I mean, spring is a real food, <laughs> but still some solids, it's, it's still, uh, it's the best approach. Awesome. Thank you, Rafal. Yeah, so the the key takeaway is uh, eat real food every day, <laughs> all day, and also when you're training. Yeah, racing. yeah. Which is liberating, I think, in a way, right? Because you if you just eat food you don't have to you know and, and you're obviously eating some you know some sort of protein in there for me i like meat because it has protein and has fat and has micronutrients and it helps kind of balance everything across the board but eating that real food on a regular basis means that you don't have to you don't have to worry as much about what you're eating as long as you maybe know what food sensitivity food sensitivities you have and then you don't have to spend a bunch of time like buying a whole lot of whatever product you want to use for sports nutrition and then training yourself to be able to to use it um i think that you know there's a selling point for you right there Rafal. you don't have to spend tons of extra money buying <laughs> spring and <laughs> testing it during your runs uh yeah well yeah we the more reasonable we are with what we do with our nutrition, then, you know, the more successful we are. And then the, the, the least extreme we are, uh, the, the more successful I think we are. Uh, that's, 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 that's our approach. Yeah. 
and belief that this will make you successful. So where can folks find the spring? You guys are online. You are distributing to running stores across the world. What are the, what are the best? Yeah, we're, uh, my spring, my spring energy.com is the website where you can get our products from. And, uh, we are in a lot of, uh, good running stores, local running stores and getting to more and more, hopefully. So, uh, yeah, I think it's not as difficult as it used to be to get spring. Good. So, so you've got spring energy gels, you've got, well, I don't know if you're calling them energy gels, but you've got the gels and then yeah. you've got a drink mix. Now, are there any new spring products on the horizon that you're thinking about bringing to market in the near future? Yeah, we, we, we have, uh, we have drinks, uh, those powder drinks, which are all pretty awesome as well. It is, uh, so we found this, uh, uh, source of, uh, real food ingredients, which, which have just simply, uh, powdered, uh, fruit basically, uh, with, uh, technology, which limits loss, uh, loss of nutrients. So it's, it's amazing technology. I, I opposed for a long time uh, powdered drinks until I saw the, 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 those ingredients, and I think they're they're pretty awesome. The, the vitamin C is 99% preserved in those products. So yeah, we 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 will probably keep adding some flavors to this line of products. So there will be more probably uh, more drinks. But we we just started recently uh, a bar. Uh, manufacturing bar so we we're probably we may not have it available for a couple of months until we'll restart the production but uh it was a test batch kind of and it did so well uh it sold out much faster than we thought and uh and we are getting ready we're putting a production line for it for a bar uh, so this, this, well, I, I mean, there's a lot of bars on the market you would think, and, but there's still things, there are things which can be done to, to make it all a bit different and what we, we like uh, about bars. I, I love the bar. For us uh, I, I, I cherish them. We, we took them to our trip on Columbia and I would kind of describe it as, as, as a unique product. You know, it, it, it isn't just another bar. It it has something unique. It is very lots of coconut oil and with the dates and nuts and it's it's easily, you know, like it's it's broken down enough. It's not like rough and hard and like, you know, difficult to to eat while you're running. Instead, it's kind of like I, I would almost describe it as one of the old school power bars, but way easier and softer uh-huh. and better tasting because it's real food. Uh, with the dates and the nuts in there, and then that keeps it juicy with the coconut oil. Sorry, this sounds like a plug, but it's like absolutely a great, great bar, and I'm really excited about it. So, <laughs> thank you for it because it is, it isn't, it isn't just another you know, Lara bar or or Power Bar or or you know Snickers or something. It's 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 a great product that's different, that's um, real food. So again, it's it's really nice. Yeah, we will never probably make a product will, which will will be just done just for the sake of having uh, a bar. So th- th- this 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 will this is always our kind of approach to what we do. That 
we don't want to just replicate what what other uh, brands do. Uh, we want to make a difference, and for for the people who crave something different. And uh, to be honest, I was here a little bit selfish because uh, I I I never I never could. Uh, do bars during running and because there was something always missing I was like I, I I bet the same again that there is more people like me who would love to have something which is a little bit different and and this is how I you know just followed uh, the thought that uh, the same way I created those gels I will create, create a bar which is a little bit different will taste a little bit different will have a little bit different texture and probably there's you know there are some other in the market which are pretty similar but this was the kind of the, uh, the balance between what i i wanted i envisioned that this would be good for longer events when you kind of you're tired of gels of everything and would like to have something different and solid and yeah. this was the the thought behind the bar and yeah i don't know if it will be another flavor maybe Thank you for your work. How successful it is. I yeah, look forward to trying it's like it. like a juicy Lara bar is how I'd kind of describe it. That's just better performing without chunks of nut or anything. So thank you, man. Thank you for, for talking and yeah. telling us the story and like sharing, you know, some of the science behind it and your background and, and, and telling us, you know, what motivated and drove you to do this. And you really were a perfect candidate to, to, to create something that, that is, that is a needed solution in my opinion, uh, for the sport and for endurance athletics in general. So I, I appreciate that perspective and the work that you've done and the change that you've created and, and created within a lot of my coaching clients, friends, and myself. So thank you, Rafal. Thank you guys. Thanks for having me and I appreciate kind words. And yeah, I hope that we, I hope that we will continue doing stuff with, which will help other uh, runners. It's, you know, it's the best feeling to to have this feedback and reading all everyday emails from from athletes. It's the, the which makes me really happy. And you get the feedback and people calling you. And just today in the morning, I opened my email and somebody says, uh, "Thanks a lot for making this product. I made it through Leadville again. Thanks to you." And you know, the, this never gets old for me. Uh, I get messages every day. So it's just, it's very awesome that we can help people, you know, do what they love, basically. Um, I know how it feels when you can't do it. If, you, if, if nutrition stops you from what doing what you love, then it's just yeah. a simple thing. Awesome. Well, thanks for following. Hopefully we'll have a chance to chat again about new products, new innovations, new ideas in the future. Yeah, thanks a lot. I will be happy to, to join you guys. Awesome.